Hello, 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 everybody. Uh, welcome to this uh, inaugural stream with the Dragonforge. Uh, I'm Danger, and with me now, please introduce yourself. Hey, guys, I'm Cash. I'm one of the owners of the Dragonforge, and I specialize in Warhammer 40,000 and Warhammer Age of Sigmar, so 40k and AOS. So, yeah. And tonight we're going to have a discussion stream about uh, Age of Sigmar uh, third three edition. and uh, yeah, third edition. And um, we're going to start with uh, some of the not notable changes to the AOS rules. So, Kesh, uh, please tell me a little bit about the AOS rules as a person who has bought a set but never actually, who's not actually done painting it. <laughs> You actually haven't done assembling most of it. So um, <laughs> you have to get on that. Like, dude, there's been a pandemic. Assemble. Um, so Age of Sigmar, for those people who actually started very early on in Age of Sigmar, um, started with a four-page rulebook, right? So um, it was initially marketed as an easier-to-play alternative to Warhammer 40K or the original Warhammer Fantasy Battles. Um, then it um, got a lot more um, complex once we got to AOS 2.0. Since AOS 1.0 was kind of eh, there were a lot of fun rules such as um, um, getting bonuses depending on your beard length or... Um, like actual beard length, um, automatically losing the game if you kneel for whatever reason. Um, 2.0 generally brought a lot of um, balance fixes. And um, with AOS 3.0, we have come full circle with this thick rule book, of which rules constitute around... Let's see, how many pages is this? <laughs> oh my well, god that pages. is thick. Like this this part of the book is rules so um it used to be like the last four pages were rules no so um there are a lot of changes and i'll have the book open like as we discuss through them all right so um one thing I really like about this edition is they actually patterned it in such a way that it's very easy to reference. It's actually it actually reads like a law book. It goes like um, section 1.1, So you can just um, when there's like um, a rules question, you can just reference um, section 1.4 or section 1.4.1. Which wow, makes so that it really, much yeah. Um, there's um, they actually call this um edition like the most comprehensive rule set so far. Some people have called it idiot proof, though. Um, so far, um, some people have been playing games, not us, obviously, because we're still in quarantine. Some people have been playing games, and it is not completely idiot proof, but um, it's the closest we've come so far. Um, yeah. Um, you still use like the usual, you still use tape measures, you still use um, dice, your D6s, nothing's changed on that part. Like it's not that huge of a shunt from AOS 2.0. It actually um, is AOS 2.0 with a lot of elements of um, new 40K shoved into it. 
So uh, okay. we're going to start with those. So um, how do you want to do this? Uh, we can either go through like the turn sequence or we can go to just like changes. What do you think? Uh, let's go to uh, turn sequence first. And let's say hi to Michael and Elgin, who seem to be our most active two commenters so far. I mean, if you're already watching, just comment, give us a shout out, and we'll. Uh, yep. And we will be reading we comments it. regularly and like commenting on your comments. So we will be commenting, comment, comment, la. And then <laughs> you can comment on the comments to our comments of your comments. So yeah, comment spam. Um, all right, so we're going to start with the turn sequence. The turn sequence is still the same. Um, the biggest difference between 40k and AOS is like um, the priority role. Um, at the start of every uh, battle round, um, instead of like 40k, you just roll at the beginning to see who goes first. And then you just alternate. In Age of Sigmar, there's a priority role at the start of every turn. So um, there's a possibility to get like heavily shafted and have like your opponent gain a double turn where they um, do two consecutive turns in a row. If, for example, they went second on turn one and then first on turn two, that's kind of painful. But um, since the beginning of AOS, they've been trying to balance this somewhat. In AOS 1.0, like your opponent getting a double turn is just painful. Death sentence. <laughs> like it, yeah. it was a death sentence, yeah. Yeah, um, oh. it's usually like if um, someone gets a double turn, that's it. Especially a double turn on like turn three or four when like you're actually in combat. But now they actually, um, they've actually been trying to balance that out without actually removing the, um, um, out without removing the priority rules. So um, before we had stuff like endless spells and then um, now we actually have um, starting command points. So um, you get like more command points if you are going second. And there are actually benefits also to choosing to go second. Um, going second may actually give you a chance to do the infamous double turn. So um, wow. that's actually a ta level of tactical complexity that's not present in 40k where you know like everyone's going in like a sequential order. Here you okay. can actually try to gamble for a double turn, though I particularly don't advise it unless you think it's a safe move. So, um, okay, a strong army, or your cert, you have um, a contingency plan of some sort. If you are a shooting army, for example, with your like um, your opponent still across the board, like nowhere near you. It's totally safe. Like um, your opponent getting a double turn will not hurt that much. Um, sure, they get like double movement, but what are they gonna do? Yell at you, though. In some cases, yelling at you causes mortal wounds, like terror guests. But um, this, uh, we'll get to the um, negatives of this edition later. But one of them is actually shooting. So, um, all right. So turn sequence. We start with the hero phase. So during the hero phase, you can actually spend stuff called command points. You gain command points at the start of every uh, every battle round instead of every one of your turns, so that um, you actually have um, command points at the start of the uh, at the start of the game to be able to do stuff, defend against your opponent. And like in 2.0, if you got the second turn and um, your opponent went first, you can't really use any of the defensive um, 
command abilities. So um, another huge change here, uh, it used to be that only um, generals and characters could use the um, the various command abilities. In AOS 1.0, it was just your general. AOS 2.0, it's like any character. And um, as long as you have the command abilities to spend. Meanwhile, in AOS 3.0, it's actually um, any unit champion can issue commands to their own unit. So for anyone who played um, AOS 2.0, um, everyone is basically Ossiarch Gravelords now. Like, um, Games Workshop hates death. We get all the nice things, and everyone gets all the nice things that are supposed to be ours because, you know, they hate <laughs> us. They hate us. And uh, so heroes can issue, like, uh, command abilities to anyone wholly within 12 inches of them. Generals can issue commands to units wholly within 18 of them. And um, stuff with the totems keyword, which is new, can... Um, issue commands to units that are wholly within 18 inches. I'm not sure if um, we had totems in the previous edition because like, um, I come from the faction of death, which Games Workshop hates. So um, we don't get shooting. We don't get like a lot of stuff. We don't get priests. So once we actually get to the prayers, I'm just going to gloss over it because like, uh, <laughs> if you want to learn prayers, you should not be talking to the death guy. So, uh, all right. So during the hero phase, um, they introduced something called heroic actions. So uh, a unit with a hero keyword, which is basically a hero, can um, at the start of your um, hero phase, you can carry out one heroic action with one friendly hero. There's actually four of them, which is heroic leadership, which um, just um, gives uh, an additional command point. On a roll, um, there's heroic willpower, which um, allows you to uh, deny the witch or um, uh, unbind the spell once, uh, even if you are not a wizard. Normally, that's uh, not a thing you can do unless you're a wizard or late or now a priest, because like Games Workshop wants to sell Stormcast Eternals with lots of priests. Um, their finest hour, um, which is um, pick one friendly hero, add one to wound rolls for attacks made by that hero until the end of the turn, and add one to save rolls for that for attacks that target that hero until the end of the turn, which is really, really, really strong. But at least it's um, only once per game. <laughs> only once per game. Yes, it's once per game because it's. It's ridiculous. It's like a plus one tier save rolls. Um, there are already ways to get the two plus armor save here, or even a one plus in, on occasion. But like the changes to modifiers means that you can't um, really like stack on modifiers like you, you could in previous previous editions. So uh, having a two up is actually a big deal, um, especially uh, some may remember as. Uh, I see um, Vian, the resident AOS salt boy, watching. He remembers the time Hello, where Vian. he was complaining about like uh, the Chaos Warriors all having four plus saves, and there like being very little three plus saves in his army. Now there is like various ways to get two plus saves. There are a lot of three plus saves that can be modified with like command abilities, um, role modifiers, etc. And the uh, final heroic action is the heroic recovery which basically just 
heals uh you basically roll to d6 if it's less than your bravery you can heal up to d3 which again used to be just a thing that death did but now everyone gets to regenerate as if they were a vampire so uh, as a death player how do you feel about uh other factions now having the things that death used to be able to do Hmm. On a scale of on a salt in a scale of between one to ten, um, I'd say the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. Oh, yeah. Yes, uh, and we're not talking about VN. We're talking about the uh, the saltiest body of water in the world, which may also be used to describe VN. So, um, hello, VN. So, um, okay. Let's so also say are... hello. To... MT yes. and Jonathan, right. uh, who said yeah. hi. Hello. Yeah, let's say hi to all the people in the chat. So hi to Michael Lim, to Elgin. We haven't seen you in a while. Hey, John. Um, I see you're actually watching instead of um, reading. Uh, and uh, Mike, uh, Michael, I see you are painting Night Haunt, you poor boy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Milan. OK. So um, there are also a lot of command abilities that vary per faction that you can use in the uh, the hero phase, which we won't really dwell on. Like the only one that's universal is the rally, which is um, use the command ability. And um, here's the painful bit. This is why I am salty. Rally. Okay, painful bit. Let's get ready for the painful rally. bit. Rally. Okay. No, no. It's painful for me. It's good for literally everyone else. But I am incredibly salty because, like, um, it's roll one die for each slain model from that unit, and on a six, you resurrect one. Everyone is a skeleton warrior now. Note how salty I am. Wait, what? <sighs> yes. So basically, um, you can try to um, resurrect slain models from your unit, even if you're not a death player. So I am very, 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 very salty, though not as salty as the Slanesh players this edition, as we will talk about later. Ooh, I'm right, excited yeah. to hear about Slanesh. Yeah, Slanesh got heavily shafted, which he, she, it may or may not enjoy. So um, let's move on to the movement phase. So the movement phase is now actually um, divided into three different things, which is the uh, the normal move, which is a normal move you move equal to your move characteristic if you don't know how to do a normal move just... yeah so um then the second is retreat if you are actually in um in combat in um, engagement range of an enemy model or an enemy unit you can fall back however you can no longer charge uh or shoot um after retreating and the last one is run. To make a run roll, you add a d6, you add it to your movement, and you do that. And uh, you cannot shoot or attempt a charge later in the turn if you ran, unless you have a special cheesy, cheesy rule that um, lets you run and shoot or run and charge. I believe, I'm not sure, do orcs in AOS have run and charge? If you know the answer, just comment it in the comments like glorious destruction players hats off to you guys you got like totally new <laughs> models from 
that are totally not Lord of the Rings orcs. Okay. <laughs> so um, the movement phase command abilities are at the double, which is just um, your um, instead of rolling a d6 for the run, it's an automatic six. So if you really want like that sure run, this is very important for very slow melee factions like <laughs> death. So um, <laughs> yeah, uh, death players like to use this a lot. Uh, it, the zombie horde will not be doing damage until it's in your face. So yeah, unlike those uh, wimpy wimpy elves which will shoot you from across the board or swim across with their eels eels. Um, is then that's have, a, a thing in nearly every universe? The elves are considered wimpy wimpy. <laughs> actually, not wimpy wimpy. They are stupidly broken. This edition, we will discuss oh. why once we get to the charge phase. <sighs> the charge phase, anyway. The charge phase used to be my favorite. Now it's not, now it's my least favorite. <laughs> okay, so um, redeploy. So, redeploy is basically, um um hmm. you can use this command ability in the enemy movement phase after an enemy unit finishes a move and then the unit that receives the command miss must be nine inches of that enemy unit and more than three inches away from enemy units which means um, they must be close enough within nine but also outside of combat then you can make a d6 move this d6 inch move with that unit basically um if they come close to you, you can like nope. Nope. You can like nope. Go away, go away. Ami gusta. Sayonara. So um, that's another trick that's really good for the elves. Why do they keep giving the elves good things? So um, uh, movement is still movement. Um, the coherency rules are actually a bit more complicated now. Because for units greater than six, you actually have to have two units with uh, two models within coherency range, unlike in previous edition where it was just one. So um, doing gigantic conga lines is no longer a viable tactic for most armies. It can still be a viable tactic for um, armies with very large units with very large bases. For example, um, cavalry like cavalry have like huge bases you can just stretch five of them along and it's still like screaming off a significant portion of the board which is nice so uh there's also a change where um, unit sizes are generally smaller in this edition due to the changes in reinforcements we'll get to that in list building uh terrain is still terrain um flying is still flying you can still Flying units can still do the um, the normal flying things that flying units do. The shooting phase, nothing has really changed much in the shooting phase. It's the shooting phase is actually the shortest section here. It's like um, a third of a page. Yeah. Oh, so um, it's basically um, choose something. If it's in range, shoot it. Uh, you can still split your shots um, if you're. In combat, you can only shoot what you're in combat with. Um, and there's still lookout, sir, where um, if the target is an enemy hero within three inches of an enemy unit, um, you, you have to subtract one from your hit roll. It's not as good as 40k where you can't be targeted at all. So uh, it, 
sniping um, your enemy's characters is still a very viable tactic for shooting armies, particularly against armies that are very reliant on your heroes, like death. See, this edition hates me, right? Yeah, hates me. Yep. I've so, always, uh, I, I haven't played much, but I've always been curious about the the lookout, sir. Mm. I've seen players play that with no limitations. Is it still the same in this edition? Like uh, all your little subordinate units can do the lookout, sir, and not get and basically protect your okay. leader unit. Uh, what you are remembering is um, the old seventh edition, sixth, seventh edition lookout, sir, from forty uh. k. Which is um, roll a four plus to save a character or a two plus to save an independent character. Here it's just a flat minus one to shooting against uh, the character. So um, yeah, it's no restrictions. It's just a negative modifier. Okay. Finally, we get to the charge phase, formerly my favorite part of the game, but now something I am looking forward to with dread. Lots of dread. So. Um, Charging is still, um, if you're within 12, roll 2d6. If you get into comp, if you get to within half inch of an enemy model, you're in combat. Nothing has changed on that uh, part. However, 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 the painful bit. There are now charge phase command abilities. It used to just be um, the forward to uh, victory, which is... Um, Reroll the charge roll, which is you know fair. It's in every Warhammer game. It's in 40k. It's in AOS. It's been there for a while. It's been there for as long as I've been playing. I'm not sure with some of our older players. We have, we do have a lot of older people here in our community, such as um, not gonna name names. Gianoi Gonko, um, <laughs> and. Uh, now here's 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 the salty 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 bit. It's a rule called unleash hell. I will read out to you the full text because I just hate it so much. Unleash hell. You can use this command ability after an enemy unit finishes a charge move. I, the unit that receives the command must be within nine inches of that enemy unit and more than three inches away from all enemy units. The unit that receives the command can shoot in that phase, but when it does so, you must subtract one from the hit rolls for its attacks, and it can only target the unit that made the charge move. Basically, it's 40k Overwatch, but <laughs> on steroids. Instead of like just hitting on sixes, you only have a minus one to hit, and there are there's a lot of shooting in this game that um that that likes to fish for mortal wounds on a six to hit or six to wound well particularly a six to hit so if you roll a six to hit you deal a mortal wound instead or in addition and like the minus one does absolutely nothing to that in particular like the biggest defender for this one be the elves ah yeah the the luminate shooting blob i see we have eric here like tuning in uh, wait i'm supposed to pronounce your ch in the german way eric like ahmed so um you um. will confirm for us that like um the giant blob of um 30 luminate sentinels is horribly horribly disgusting 
Um, at the moment, with the current state of the game, if you see that across from you, like across the table from you, you can just like not set up your models. You can just back up. Just go home. Just go home. Just <laughs> play something else. <laughs> um, okay, there there are ways to mitigate this per army, and we will talk about like um, ways to mitigate the absolute disgusting cheese, which is unleash hell, which I hate. I absolutely hate. Like if there's anything in this book I hate, it's this. I hate this. Like I absolutely hate this. I can accept any of the other changes except this. This is disgusting. Particularly okay. because I don't have any shooting in my army. They refuse to give me skeleton archers. Um, then the combat phase. The combat phase has not changed. Um, there's still the fight sequence. Um, the fight sequence still does not give priority for charging units. So you still, the active player still chooses one, then opponent chooses one, then you alternate until there are no more units that can fight. So absolutely nothing has changed in that regard. Um, we won't really go into like the attacking sequence because like nothing much has changed. Gee, nothing has changed. Still the same thing. Which is, you know, like don't mess with a good thing. It's just roll to hit, roll to wound, roll saves. Though um, they actually introduced something called the ward save, which comes back from um, the ancient, ancient Warhammer fantasy battle played by our ancient Ooh. ancestors. Yes. Um, in the beginning of time, um, what we used to call feel no pain rolls in 40k were known as ward saves in um, the glories of Warhammer Age of Sigmar, named after our spiritual liege, Matt Ward. Like, um, okay, fine, it's a ward save that wards you from damage, but I, like, I still feel it coming back is a sign that Matt Ward is coming back. And Matt Ward put Unleash Hell there. Because he likes elves. <laughs> I see you there, Matt Ward. And I don't like you. Okay. So, um, everything else is the same. Mortal wounds are mortal wounds. You can't save them except with abilities that can um, save uh, mortal wounds. Which there are actually a lot of in this edition. Despite what um, the VNs, uh, like VN bitches about a lot, um, Chaos Warriors actually do have a lot of survivability because there are a lot of Mortal Wound spams in this game. And um, uh, Slaves of Darkness, or the, our lovingly named STD, actually has... Yeah, the acronym is STD. <laughs> so um, they are actually best brought in a Slanesh army or a Nurgle army. Yeah, that, that uh, sounds about right. Mm -hmm. So like, um, I would even like... STDs actually have a lot of ways to mitigate the mortal wounds um, with their um, chaos shields of chaos. Then the battle shock phase is the same thing. The battle shock phase, you um, you roll uh, bravery. Um, then um, for each point that your um, battle shock roll exceeds your unit's bravery. You um, remove one model. Yeah. That's the same thing as always. And if like um, if a friendly unit is not coherent at the end of the turn, if it's out outside like unit coherency, you have to like um, remove models one at a time from play uh, until it's coherent. 
which can be tricky for um, a lot of players because um, if you don't know that this rule exists, it's um, for everyone there, new players, it's 15.2, especially for you Horde players. Horde players, my brothers. Yeah, do you not hoard remove models from the center of your unit to like in such a way that they fall out of coherency. Otherwise, if you if they happen to be like two blobs like here and here, you have to get rid of one of them. <laughs> you have to remove models one by one until everything is coherent. So if like um, there's a gap in the middle of your battle line, rip. It may actually be a better idea sometimes to um, get rid of your unit champion in order to not lose coherency. It's obviously a case-to-case -case basis, but um, that's something you have to keep in mind as a Horde player. If you're not a Horde player, if you are um, a Stormcast Eternals player, for example, or um, an Archeon Varangard player, or anything that's... Um, relies on multiple small units or um, um, big things, monsters, etc. You don't need to worry about this. Like, um, Or if you play Sons of Behemoth, which is basically like placing three giants on the table and calling it an army, you, you just ignore the battle shock phase. Like, it does not matter to you. Um, also, if you're an Ossiarch Bone Reaper player, this phase does not matter to you, but you still need to learn it so that you can remove your opponent's models for being scared of your skeletons. Um, <laughs> and we have the Inspiring Presence uh, command ability, which has been um, there since the beginning of AOS, which is basically um, choose one unit, and they are immune to Battleshock. So you can be Ossiarch Bone Reapers for one turn. OK. So. Um, Skip the terrain bits, skip the objective bits. It's generally the same thing. Like wizards cast spells, um, endless spells are still endless spells. But there's a difference now here with endless spells is that um, your um, your heroes can actually actually um, it used to be that um, the endless spells um, at the start of every uh, game turn will be. Um, can be uh, moved even by the player who didn't summon it, depending on the situation. Now it's only um, the player who cast it. So um, congratulations, everyone is Seraphon now, or um, someone who also had this before Seraphon had it was Ozark Bone Reapers, because like death cannot have exclusive things; it must be like distributed to everyone. So, well, death know, is universal. So. Um, uh, I'm seeing you, comrade. So, uh, yes. Uh, what was I going to say? Okay, I was going to salt. We can skip that. And yes. So, um, while you can cast multiple um, endless spells, it's not recommended because having multiple, spell, multiple endless spells out is the only way for um, your enemies to steal your endless spells. Unless you're Seraphon. You know, lizards. I, I keep, I keep hearing about how good lizards are in this edition. Yes, uh, they are. Why are they much better now? Yeah. So as a lizards player, the game. this. Uh, 
Could you repeat that? Uh, I got, I got you your sound a little bit. You have the only one plus save in the game, Mister Doctor. Oh, which you still fail it on a one, but like yeah, um, if you have like a negative one rend modifier, it's still a two plus, which is hilarious because it uh, um, normally it's the first trend that um, matters the most in both 40k and AOS, and you get diminishing returns after that. But for the Bastelodon with its one plus save, it utterly negates the one minus one rend. The only army that um, cares less for minus one rend less than like the Bastilodon does is Nighthaunt because they ignore any positive or negative um, rend modifiers because they have an invul save because they are spooky mumu. Spooky mumu. Spooky mumu. And I hope they get a lot of love this edition from Games Workshop because they haven't been updated since the start of AOS 2.0. Uh, okay, fine. They got the character in the Broken Realms releases, but I don't count that. It's it's tiny compared to like what other factions got. So um, yes. Now, priests. Priests actually got a big boost. They can do like prayers. So um, what do the prayers do? I'm not gonna tell you because we don't have any priests. So like <laughs> I actually skipped reading this entire bit. But um, generally, something that priests can do is they can dispel, um, uh, what you call it, enemy and the spells. Um, but like. Um, they also have their own equivalent of endless spells called um, invocations. So it stays on the board, um, interacts exactly like an endless spell. But while priests can dispel endless spells, wizards cannot dispel invocations. <laughs> Why? Games Workshop hates death. Do the priests here also get reassigned when they do something bad? You will have to ask a faction with priests. <laughs> <laughs> no, Eric, I am not going to give you priests. Hello, it's Becca. Hello, Becca. So, um, monsters. All right. Monsters are actually one of the nicest change in this edition. Um, Every faction is monsters. So like, uh, if you know of a faction that doesn't have monsters, let me know in the comments. But I'm pretty sure everyone is a monster at this point, because like it's AOS, it's big things on the field, and it's um, hero hammer. Shut up, Vian. Death did not have it good for too long, and um, so monsters now got something called monstrous rampage. So each player can carry out one. Um, monster Rampage at the end of the charge phase with each friendly monster. So there are four different ones. So um, you can't carry out the same Monster Rampage more than once per phase, but if you have like four monsters, you can do each of them. Right? So let's start with Roar. Roar is incredibly powerful in an edition that spams command abilities. Pick one enemy unit within three inches of this model, which makes sense because it's at the end of the charge phase, and roll a die. On a three plus, that unit cannot issue or receive command abilities 
in the following combat phase, which is an utter like um, is utterly painful for um, factions that rely on buffs, particularly to their um, to their battle line units to make like strong anvils, like death. But it also affects other factions, not just death. Um, I'm just salty that it doesn't affect shooting factions like elves. Breaking officially a salt stream. Uh, guess about death. Yes. <laughs> All right. But then there's Stomp. Stomp is nice. Stomp is pick an enemy unit within three that is not a monster and roll a die. On a two plus, it suffers D3 mortal wounds. You step on it. Easy, simple. It's um, it's mortal wounds. Like If you can't decide on anything else, Stomp. Like if um, unsure, stomp. Uh, Titanic duel is really nice. You pick one monster within three inches of this model, and then you add hit rolls. Uh, you add one to all hit rolls made by that monster against another monster for the entire combat phase. So you're basically like a monster slayer monster now, which is particularly good if you're mounted on a monster like a vampire lord on zombie dragon. Uh, or uh, big things that have monster like Morathi uh, that are monstrous. They're big. They have the monster keyword, uh, which is really cool because it um, emphasizes the uh, the big fights between big things. So your biggest monster slayer right now is a monster as well. So um, GW actually is encouraging you to bring less hordes and more gigantic, expensive pieces of plastic that sounds like g-dub mm -hmm. which set those is up actually then. which depending on your faction may actually turn out cheaper yeah yeah <sighs> uh, like skaven for example um we know someone in the comments we're not going to name him he may identify himself who had 100 clan rats at one point and um like that that's just painful man and i was just 300 points back in like the ancient days of uh warhammer fantasy battle uh and then the last um, monstrous rampage my particular favorite is smash to rubble a lot of factions in um, age of sigmar actually get their own special terrain feature that costs no points come with your army you just plop it no on points. And then um, uh, it does things like um, the uh, the sea elf one is like a ship, which um, it used to deal like mortal wounds and like give bonuses to like people within near uh, to enemies and friends nearby. But now it's just a garrisonable thing, so you can put your um, blind elven archer thingies, which I have nothing against sea elves your archers are okay it's your eels <laughs> that are a problem but at least i can kill them in melee so um yeah i have nothing against the sea elves sea elves are cool dark elves nothing against the dark elves they have zero shooting just like um uh, it's really just the the high elves uh which are at the luminous realm lords which are stoned to the nine hells Apparently their lore is they actually they actually OD on like some sort of um, realm stone dust. 
and then uh, <laughs> yeah and then you get a boost for a turn but then like um you suffer withdrawal <laughs> oh. yeah they're literal high elves so uh anyway yeah, back to smash trouble um on a three plus the uh defense the terrain features demolish if it was defensible so if you have like ruins on the field that people can like garrison you can wreck that or you can um remove the um the abilities the scenery rules on a war scroll uh for a faction terrain feature which means um like the osiarch bone reaper giant um what i call the biad center since it's um where um uh they, they actually put that monolith out, up outside the city and then the uh the city has to like offer the type of bones there so it's like the nagash by center. center yeah nagash by center yeah yes and then uh it also works on the um the high elf waterfall thingy which uh boosts magic it works on the um the aforementioned uh sea elf uh shipwreck so any faction terrain really I believe Lumineth get a pyramid, like an Aztec pyramid. Like I can send you the link later, but like you want it, it's cool. Uh, yeah. So uh, War Scrolls not much really changed. It's same old, same old. Pitch um, battle profiles. Yes. Okay. Pitch battle profiles. Something that actually changed. Really, really uh but well, it's a really really big change that it used to be um in the uh the general's handbook which we are borrowing um eric's copy for today because i forgot to order my own because i'm a dum-dum which <laughs> is nice because it has a rules reference on the back can you guys see that yes it actually has like the various um command abilities you can use per face that are universal on the back of the ghb you also it really have... does make it easier for new players doesn't it like this yes. new rule system uh compared to past editions how would you say it uh uh it compares to past editions in terms of how easy it is for a new player to get into the to the game it's obviously not as easy to learn as AOS 1.0, which was four pages. But it's still pretty simple. Um, honestly, you can use the four-page rulebook to teach someone to play and then just move into this. There's like uh, very few changes. Um, well, very few core, core, core changes. There are a lot of small tweaks here and there, but like... Um, actually learning the game is still pretty simple uh comparatively um compared to like the old warhammer fantasy battle which was so overly complex that i never actually learned the movement phase correctly before they <laughs> blew up the planet <laughs> all right so so the huge thing is uh we now have something called um reinforcement points so um depending on the size of game that you're playing um you have a certain amount of reinforcement points 
uh, if you look at the pitch battle profiles for like a unit, you can see um, it the war scroll name, the unit size, the points, the bat, uh, and then it's battlefield role, which is still the old one, like battle line leader, um, behemoth, etc. However, um, the big change here is that it no longer shows you the minimum and maximum unit size. It just shows you the minimum unit size. Why? Because um, the way this works now is it's the minimum unit size. You spend the reinforcement point to double it. You can only spend the reinforcement point once if uh, the unit is not battle line. And you can do it up to twice if it is a battle line. So for example, the um, we shall take my um, um, my poor skeleton warriors. Um, they used to go from ten to four hundred. Uh, sorry, ten to four, ten to forty. Uh, ten to forty skeletons, and then you pay like per ten. Now it's um, it starts at ten. I can pay a reinforcement point and like the additional points uh, to get twenty. I can pay another reinforcement point to bring it up to thirty as well as paying the requisite amount of points for the unit. But then I can no longer bring it to 40. So in general, um, there have been a lot of tweaks in the pitch battle profiles. A lot of units that are meant to be spammed have actually gotten their minimum unit size increased. Um, like direwolves went from minimum 5 to minimum 10, so that you can double it up to 20. Um, zombies are now uh, minimum 20 as well. Which means if you were lucky enough to get the Cursed City uh, box set for uh, well, the board game before it was um, erased from existence for whatever reason by Games Workshop, um, you can you can't just play with those ten zombie warriors. Uh, you need like more zombies to make a minimum unit of twenty, which is unfortunate because I also don't have more zombies. So I can't play the zombies, and um, yeah, you. Uh, yes, so that's how the reinforcements work. Another change to list building is that they remove those fancy little battalions that everyone got in their uh, army books. Used to be you have something called the War Scroll Battalion, and then it specifies a number of units that you have to take to get a specific bonus, and then you pay a specific amount of points. Now, the problem with this is some armies got hilariously good ones and some armies got hilariously bad ones and in every army book there are just like one or two usable ones the rest are chaff so um it was actually a problem game balance wise in particular well uh particularly um notorious offenders are the um the disciples of zinch with their change host um you you will if you actually type like change host list you will like see so much salt on the internet because of how strong they were so uh <laughs> th that's actually a change for the better now we have um universal core battalions which are similar to um detachments in 40k like our battalion detachment our brigade detachment etc where you take like for example, one minimum hero, two minimum battle line, and then you get a specific, specific bonus. For example, um, the uh, the battle regiment, which is the closest one to um, to what we have in 40k, which is the well, which is the old 40k combined arms detachment, is basically 
one hero and two troops. So one hero and two battle line is uh, you get a bonus called unified, which is one drop deployment. When you alternate deploying at the start of the game with your opponent, everything in that battle regiment counts as one drop. So you can have up to like three heroes, um, five battle line, and one monster or artillery going down in one drop, and which may help you um, get the first turn if you want it, or the second turn if you want that. So it, it gives you a lot of flexibility when it comes to uh, deployment. There's also the, uh, the Warlord one, which focuses on having a lot of heroes, which gives you swift which um well a lot of these are basically you can just um give an additional uh you can it's a usually a once per battle uh command ability depending on the battalion so i do recommend getting the the core rules for that yes um the core rules comes in um, all the starter sets um as a separate book and in the uh dominion box set we will be discussing that once we get to um the uh the starter sets for age of sigmar so uh yeah we don't actually have to go into detail on the different core battalions there are a lot of um things said about i think something. that's something we yeah. can do in another stream yeah uh yeah. the core battalions yes actually yeah we can just discuss the different core battalions um one thing to note if you are an osiarch bone reaper player which means you are a death player games workshop hates your guts because um, a lot of the battalion bonus abilities you can't use. It basically says in our FAQ that you can't use this. <laughs> because um, the Osiarch Bone Reapers, for those who don't know, don't use command points. They use um, the Relentless Discipline points, which is how command points work now. But it used to be something unique to Osiarch Bone Reapers, which is really, really, really painful. Okay. So, um, oh, before we go into the next section, I'd yes. like to remind all the participants to sign up for the for the giveaway. Just it's the link is in the description. Uh, we'll call out your name at the end of this if you won something. So, yes. so uh, link is in the description. Like sign up for it. You actually get the freebies. Um, you can either pick it up when we reopen the physical store or. Um, we can ship it to you or we can just you can just get it with your next order totally fine we are very flexy so, yeah and, um, the, and the freebies are uh Kragno shield keychain age of sigmar pins they're real uh could you show us sketch so that uh okay that i'm not sure it will look really good on camera but we will try it, it looks so, pretty um, pimp, especially that uh, that pin that I yes. unfortunately cannot win. Okay, first off, we have this very very nice um, orc Kragnos pin. Everyone who uh, ordered a Dominion box set got all of these freebies, so um, good for you guys. We actually have one more Dominion box set in stock, so um, you will get a full set of these giveaways. If you buy the Dominion box set, um, we have uh, art cards, which are like postcards, but like without the actual postcard thing at the back. Yeah. So they're really just for art. I haven't actually opened the bunch, but um, from past experience, it's going to be a lot of orc art and Stormcast art. 
My personal favorite is this, the Age of Sigmar pin. It is metal. It is beautiful. It is pretty. It, it looks beautiful. Like it is gorgeous. It's yes. making me want to paint my army, sort of. <laughs> it's and raining. Then, I can't prime. It's raining. And then we have um, the card sleeves, which are for your War Scroll cards. Um, the War Scroll cards are something you purchase separately from your um, from your army, and it's basically like the War Scrolls in your book but in card form, which makes it like, easier when you're actually playing on the go. And um, if you buy like a starter set or any box set, it actually comes with the War Scrolls for those units in the box. So there's, uh, there's 16 here, and they are enough for um, the contents of the Dominion box set. However, I must I regret to inform everyone that these leaves do not fit the character and um, enemy profile cards from the Cursed City uh, game. So if you were uh, looking to use them for Cursed City, no puedo. Okay? No se puede. All right, so those are our various giveaways, which we will be giving away at the end of the stream. So, um, there are a lot more like uh, nitty-gritty things here, like enhancements, um, how enhancements work, how artifacts work. Though we should probably do that in a separate stream because it's um, it's actually very very um, finicky. Uh, we also have like universal command traits, artifacts, and like spell lores now, and you know prayer scriptures for people with priests. So, um, yeah, the next thing we have to discuss is the Battle Pack. The Battle Pack was introduced um, with the 9th edition Warhammer 40k. So this is what we get whenever we get a, a chapter approved. It basically shows you the missions for that season for competitive play, and it gives you um, various um, extra rules um, and flavor, depending on what the campaign or the season is. So uh, for this particular season, um, the bat there's a there's a battle pack like the standard battle pack in the um, in the main rulebook, but we also have one in the GHB, the General's Handbook. So the General's Handbook now is uh, focused on the realm of beasts, the realm of Gur. So everyone with a destruction themed army. You guys are like the big bad guys of the setting this edition. Prepare to get heavily shafted at the end, like what they did to my baby Nagash. Moment of silence. Okay, so um, we actually, as befitting of the realm of um, beasts uh, and destruction, and you know the entire storyline with Kragnos doing his destructiony thing, and like the Lord of uh, the Rings orcs coming to the Age of Sigmar. We uh, we have bonuses to monsters here, and there's actually um, one ability here that lets you give the monster keyword to one of your heroes that doesn't already have it, which allows it then to use the monstrous um, the monstrous actions. So you, you um, 
You can have your wimpy elf archer lord guy, whatever he's called, roar at an enemy, or like stomp, uh, stomp something flat or destroy terrain. It's pretty cool. Um, it also has like the various um things that you will be using in a pitch battle, like the um, like the battle plans, so like deployment maps, etc. The actual missions. And um, there's actually the the re most recent one also has the um, the upgrade uh, sorry the updated rules for the uh, endless spells from malign sorcery and um, the other one which I cannot recall. Yeah, so um, there's also a copy of the core rules in here, uh, which is nice to reference to. But um, for some things, you will still need the main core rulebook such as the uh, the various ways to play thing. The GHB only gives you uh, match play. Um, if you, uh, there are two other ways to play Age of Sigmar, which are only in the big, big core rulebook, which are um, open play and uh, narrative play. Now, literally no one I have ever heard of has played open play. I think it's, it's a waste of paper, honestly. No one plays open play. So um, open play is basically like bring whatever you want and then just play, like no balance whatsoever. But uh, it can be good for like storytelling and stuff, but like that's why we have narrative play. So um, I don't really see the point of it other than um, having the option to do so. Um, for example, if um, you just want to create a massive battle, but you can do that with the narrative systems and match play <laughs> systems. Um, so now we have something called Path to Glory. It used to be no one played Path to Glory because Path to Glory is the narrative um, campaign thing of Age of Sigmar, where you have to have like an existing collection of models already, and then you have to roll to see like which ones you get. So it, it's it's really for people who have a lot of like who have the entire collection, which is not everyone. And um, it was very finicky to play with, uh, so like people didn't really get into it. However, now Path to Glory is actually very, 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 very similar to um, what you call it to um, Warhammer 40k Crusade, in which you start with um, a Path to Glory roster, and then you. Um... One sec, the dog is barking. I do not know why. Okay, so um, what was I saying? Right, very similar to Crusade. You start with um, a Path of Glory roster of units. Then you build up your army slowly, narratively. You give them bonuses, etc. You actually also have like territory, so you, you, there's like a base building element to it. Though the base is the the base building element doesn't really come into play when you're playing the game, but um, it allows you to like um, give bonuses to your army depending on um, what territories you have, etc. So like um, having an old keep will increase your hero's limit, or having a mine will let you increase your war machine limit. Uh, having a small settlement can increase your uh, reinforced units limit by one. So it's a bunch of these things. 
So as you progress, you grow your territory, your warlord gains experience, some things can die, some things can uh, you can actually do like quests. So it's uh, it's a way of playing in such a way that you can actually take your path to glory campaign, play it with literally anyone else also playing um, path to glory. And um, it doesn't matter that you started in the same place, or if you started at the same time, or you, um, or you're even like fighting in the same storyline, because it's your personal storyline for your army, so you're writing it as you go along. But there are still ways to tie it up as a big campaign as a whole, uh, which is you know pretty simple. You just make an overarching storyline. Which we are doing for our Tale of N Warlords. Uh, however, um, one gripe that I may have with the with the Path to Glory system is that it's um, how do we say it's the the options for um, bonuses and abilities are very sparse when compared to um, Warhammer 40k Crusade. There are a lot less options, and it's a lot more bland. Until we actually get more um, um, path to glory stuff in our uh, in our separate army books, which also death got shafted because we got like the last one before the edition changed. So you have we don't get new counter. path to glory stuff. Yes. You should have a salt about death counter for, for these streams. You can do an entire stream of me salting about death. Honestly, yeah. we will fill four hours. So yeah, I uh, guess we can do a quick fact. Let's look at the comments and like answer some okay. questions. Yeah, let's answer some questions. Uh, I saw a question earlier from... Wait, 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 wait. Does this mean ghouls are strong in AOS 3 from Michael Lim? Okay, ghouls. Hmm. Ghouls are currently like middle middle tier middle top tier from like um the results i've been seeing since most of the world isn't actually participating in tournaments right now it's mostly like um australia or new zealand but in those places they are uh upper middle tier um they're completely playable they're not super strong they're not um they're not something that you automatically see uh on the top tables of an event, but they can get there if the player is smart enough. The main problem with ghouls is um, their army roster is very small. So um, because the army roster itself, like the unit choices are very small, you also only have a specific number of builds that you can do, which um, limits your flexibility and does make you easier to counter. So I would oh. say they're okay. But um, they're not the strongest. We'll we'll probably see more like with more games, or if you get like a new army book, we will see. It's early. There's still a plague. Not many people are playing. Uh, uh, let's a uh, shout out to Louis. Hello, Louis. Uh, Hello, wish you Louis. were here. Okay, wish so you are uh, master of the house. I see uh, Louis asking like uh, the campaign format with champions earning buffs. Yes, we discussed that in the Path to Glory. It's pretty sparse right now. Um, 
Like everyone just has to roll on the generic traits and the generic tables or choose on the generic tables. But um, expect to see more when the army books come out. Um, and yes, people do seriously use the cards. I use the cards. Anyone who has a starter set uses the cards. Um, I believe Patrick buys War Scroll cards for every army he collects, which is pretty cool. I do so as well. Um, and I would do so as well if I if, do get if, yeah. the core rules for free online. You just don't get the Path to Glory stuff uh, without the book. So um, you don't actually have to buy the book um, unless you want to play uh, narrative or you know open play. But um, there's also like a shit ton of fluff there. So if you're a fluff man, great thing, right? So people are just like posting names of armies, and then. Um, asking how good they are okay caradron overlords they are a shooty army which means they are looking good this edition they got um points hikes but everyone got points hikes they weren't shafted as hard as some other factions like slanesh um and um in general they still play the same they are still glass hammer you will have an amazing first round of shooting but then once someone touches you you go bye bye they're not like the classic dwarves from um uh warhammer fantasy battle where they just um stand there and never die michael is asking about aura quarklands i actually haven't checked on aura quarklands um th their book is like fairly new they have a lot of options so um it's gonna take a while for um us to actually see any data on them um but i really like the um the idea of um, orc snipers um shooty orcs cunning orcs um so let's see how they fare on the battlefield though i feel like their cavalry are going to be a strong option and their hordes are going to be as good as ever um tomb kings 2.0 aka the ossiarch bone reapers if you play Ossiarch Bone Reapers, I'm sorry, Zach. Our Ossiarch Bone Reapers are going to be staying on the shelf for a while until we get a new book because uh, we are one of the uh, most shafted factions because all everything that makes us special, everyone else got except for the immunity to battle shock. Everyone can regen now. Everyone can. Um, oh, there's a question can, about uh, Ogors and Seraphon. Abilities with their units now. So. Um, not the best time to be an Ossiarch Bone Reaper player. Um, Slanesh, yes, the Slanesh is probably okay with this, but like Slanesh gods, if you go on the internet, like the amount of salt of Slanesh play on like the Slanesh nerfs, it's like they were really strong when they came out, then they were adjusted, and now they got hammered like to the floor and below. Like the amount of hammering Slanesh received, like the Slanesh faction received, is enough to make even Slanesh go like, like say a safe word. Like it's really bad. Like the points are too high, some units are unusable. It's really, really very bad. But um, we are hoping for um, like an update to Slanesh because um like, the internet has been very loud and even non-slanesh players are like come on guys like give them a buff like please <laughs> it's so bad 
And uh, ogors, 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 ogors. Ogors are actually one of the um, the armies that benefit from the um, the shift to small units because they have very um, very big models, very expensive models. They are an elite army, so um, that will be very relevant in the coming edition. I actually haven't seen any review so far, but we will see. But I don't expect them to be um, top tier. I'd expect them to be somewhere in the middle of the pack. Um, Seraphon, as I have mentioned before, Seraphon are the premier magic army because Games Workshop hits Nagash. We were previously the um, like the premier magic army. Then Zinch was the premier magic army. Then um, Seraphon became the premier magic army. Some argue that Lumineth are now the premier magic army, but I still think it's Seraphon because um, Lumineth magic is strong, but it's completely overshadowed by the Sentinel Blob of Death and Unleash Hell. If you play that um, on a table in a friendly game, like on a tournament, sure, you're forgiven. It's a tournament, it's competitive, but if you bring that to a, like, a friendly game, you do not deserve to have friends. Okay. Um, yes, um, someone always gets shafted every edition. This is a common thing. It happens. Um, the uh, the power creep is real. Um, but um, Games Workshop have actually been more active with their FAQs and balance adjustments lately compared to how they've been super lazy fair in the past. So I... So we did get like a toning down of the Lumineth, but it didn't really do much. So people are clamoring for more balance um, options for the Lumineth. And like, please just have mercy on Slanesh. Have mercy. And um, yes, a lot of the Dragonforge players are casual players. Um, a lot of us play like fluff lists or um, narrative lists. Um, for example, on 40k, shout out to Milan who's doing a reaver list for um, his Space Marine chapter. And as anyone who plays Space Marines knows, reavers are the worst unit in the Space Marine Codex and have been ever <laughs> since they were released. They're like a joke. They are the pyrovores of the Space Marines. And he's building an army of them. And it's glorious. So hats off for Milan. Like, if you know Milan, next time you see Milan, you pat him on the back. You shake his hand, and then you alcohol because there's still a plague. And yeah, because uh, we love to have fun at the forge. <sighs> yes, we do love to have fun. And um, yeah, uh, I believe War Machine is a lot more um, focused towards competitive play compared to like um, any of the Warhammer systems. Warhammer systems are more tweaked towards the narrative, um, swingy, fun gameplay as opposed to like um, extreme game balance. Um, and Games Workshop does like to say that um, they're a model company who just happens to make the rules as well. But at least they've been actively making an effort to do rules balances and rules patches relatively more often now than they have before. Um, and yes, Michael, GW does buff the newest armies until the next fact. But not always. There are some that have been released in that nice sweet spot that um, 
that didn't really require tweaking. Um, so um, examples of armies that are strong but are not broken are basically any army I play, completely fair, always fair. Um, yeah, anyone who says otherwise is lying to you. Yes. <laughs> yes, I only ever play fair, balanced lists. So um, any other questions before we proceed to our Rafael? Yes. And sign up now. We only have until like 8.45 to sign up for the raffle. Yep. We have three minutes before the raffle ends, friends. So um, do, uh, you know, I'm going to say the cheesiest thing and like hit like and like uh, hit like on our Facebook page and like there's no subscribe here because this is not YouTube. I was about to say like and subscribe. Um, <laughs> but yeah, do sign up. For the uh, the raffle, I see like eleven of you watching right now, um, and we will be rolling in a few. Okay, and now I'm getting a lot of hate from the comment section. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I don't think people like how I balance my armies. You're I'm a so cheeser, Cash. I, I, the first step. Yeah. So addressing the problem is admitting you have a problem, and you're there a cheese. There is no problem. <laughs> they are balanced armies. I, I like themed armies that revolve around the central theme, that um, that fill certain parts, uh, certain niches in an army. Uh... Wow! Wow, Louis! Wow! Louis wow. is dropping these bombs in the chat. It's like Excuse casual most of. DM you. players, cash not included. <laughs> Excuse you. Ulu, wow. Cheeser Karin Louie. <laughs> yes, Louie is also a cheeser. Like, what does he play? Elves. You, you see, Louis is an elf player and you cannot trust an elf player. So if the elf player says that, like, I'm a cheeser, therefore it is a lie. Simple as that. Elf player says something. It's a lie. Ooh, there's a an ep, a, hmm. a request for uh for absolute newcomers. So uh maybe yes, we can do that we sometime. We can do an AOS episode for absolute newcomers. That's that's a very good idea. We can actually work on that. Um, so see, you, Louis plays Stormcast and Elves, the two most broken things. <laughs> Um, all right, so um, the raffle is now closed. So everyone who signed up for the raffle, um, DR, I have no idea how you're doing the raffle thingy. I assume you have some sort of software or like um, magical raffle thingy. I have a basically all your entries go to a Google Sheet, and I am going to use like Google Sheet functions. To determine what prize this person, each person gets. All righty. Uh, for for our first participant, uh, Jez. Let me roll for what prize you get. Oh, sorry, I typed my formula wrong there. <laughs> <laughs> That would be Jez gets a 
Jez gets a, an Age of Sigmar pin. Congratulations, oh, nice. Jez. Jez nice. gets an Age of Sigmar Best pin. A lot. Nice. Uh, next right. is Zach. All right. What does Zach get? Note that Zach already bought a Dominion box set, so anything he's getting here is a duplicate. So oh, what is okay. Zach getting two of? A war scroll card sleeves. Ah, oh, nice, nice, nice. He'll have enough yeah. war scroll card sleeves for a whole army. Sleeves are always good. Sleeves are always useful. Yes, and you can't actually get these war scroll card sleeves anywhere else except in like this freebie pack. So next is Your Majesty Milanta Milan. Milan is getting. Milan, yeah. An Age of Sigmar pin. Oh, Milan, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> the next person is John. Uh, I think Jonathan in the comments mm -hmm. uh, is getting also an Age of Sigmar pin. Oof, we're burning oh, through our Age of Sigmar pins fast. Uh, don't tag John. He has to read the comments to to like um, to get his thing. Is John <laughs> <laughs> okay. And next is these nut Aiden's son. What? These nut. Uh, he asked to be referred to as these nut. These nut. <laughs> yeah. Can you show nut. me that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I desire uh, to know who it actually is. <laughs> Aiden's son. Uh, I won't uh, recite their email here, but these uh, nut gets uh, war scroll card sleeves. All right, congratulations to these nuts. And next is Earl or uh, Earl Quinto. Also That's gets. Right. Uh, he just asked to be referred to as Earl. Okay, what does the Earl get? War scroll card sleeves. Nice. No one has gotten anything but no yeah. one has gotten well, these. But uh, the next one, Lancelot, as he has to be referred on, on, on the stream, gets the art cards. Nice, nice. Can you send me that link? I want to know who actually is getting the stuff. Sure, sure. I, I'll, I'll send it to you later. Si, por favor. <laughs> Uh, next is Hesed. Tito Hesed. What is Tito, Tito Hesed getting? Gets your Kragna Shield keychain. Oh. <laughs> Congratulations, Tito Hesed, on your Kragna Shield. Uh, Homebrew Horus. Uh, as they asked to be referred to on the stream, is getting the art cards. Okay, so we're getting more people winning the art cards. Okay, one pin, two art cards. Uh, a person who asked to be referred to as Docilerage uh, is also getting the art card. Though Whoever you are, Docilerage, uh, will send you an email or something. You'll get your art cards. Next is Madman Clown. Uh, Madman Clown, you get 
An Age of Sigmar pin. Mm. Nice. Uh, we have Snickron. I, I have no idea who Snickron is, but you, Snickron, receive a Kragna Shield keychain. Ayon. And oh, that's nice. Uh, Eric, 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 uh, Eric, one of our most active commenters tonight, gets the War Scroll card sleeves. Congratulations, Eric! Congratulations, that's your second set. <laughs> <laughs> Patrick, uh, Patrick gets ooh. Our last set of War Scroll card sleeves. So Patrick also gets two sets of War Scroll cards. <laughs> nice. Uh, to note, Patrick is actually like the person who buys War Scroll cards for all his armies. So he is deserving of the War Scroll card sleeves. Nice. Okay. Elgin. What does Elijah get? Elgin is the last person to receive the Warhammer, uh, the, the Age of Sigmar pin. So now it's time for you to start playing, Elgin. Oh my Again, god, he has Stormcast. Yes. Oh, yeah, we see your brother in law more than you, Elgin. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> the pandemic, I think, and finally. Vian, our uh, oh no, Vian doesn't get anything. He hates Age of Sigmar. <laughs> oh, okay, uh, Vian doesn't get anything. He hates Age of Sigmar. It is. Vian gets a vial of salt. But um, out of curiosity, what would Vian have gotten? Uh, Vian would have gotten the Kragna Shield keychain. Oh, the pretty, pretty keychain! Look at it. It's a squeak. This week, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's, that concludes our AOS 3.0 uh, discussion and FAQ and giveaway. Thank you for all uh, who participated, all 15 of you. Oh my god, thank you so much! All right, so you're uh, doing a lot for the forge. Uh, go ahead, Kes. Uh, you were saying yeah. something, we're gonna try to make this a weekly thing. Um, sometimes um, with different people. Um, for next week, we will be discussing the new Kill Team edition with um, our resident skirmish simp, as he calls himself, Teacher Mikey. So um, we'll post like a link for when that will be um, sometime next week. All right. so good night, everyone. Thank you for watching. Next week will not have a raffle, but it will also have a lot of content. Unless I find stuff like lying around from like previous giveaways of 40k that I can give you as giveaways. I may have, but like there's a lot of mess in my room. So um, giveaways are still pending, but we will be having a stream. Okay. Uh, and a shout out to Trisha O'Bannon and now Open PH for helping us make the stream happen. Thank you so much. Good night, everyone. Keep playing. Yes. <laughs>